This show is brought to you in part by GoDaddy.com. Get $96 in free extras with your domain name from GoDaddy.com. Each domain name includes free hosting with a website builder, a free blog, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a listener of the World of Warcast podcast, enter code WARCAST, that's W-A-R-C-A-S-T, and save an additional $5 off any order of $30 or more. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Podcasting to all of Azeroth, this is World of Warcast. I'm Starman. And I am Lingen. Welcome to episode 116 for, 116. Sorry. 116 for Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Yes. Um, I should be having burgers and a beer right now, but instead, we're doing the show for everybody. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We'll be doing the burgers and beers soon. Burgers and beers. It's hot outside, man. It's hot in New Jersey. Did you get woken up by that thunderstorm this morning? Uh, no. No, I didn't. But, um, well, probably because, actually, I was a bit distracted, seeing as how um, um, I went out to go see the Pirates movie, and then uh, uh. we saw a late show, and then afterwards, uh, my cousins wanted to come over and play rock band, so we're playing rock band until, like, 3 in the morning. Oh, that's nice. That's cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would say no. By the time the thunderstorm hit, I was probably sound asleep. Okay. Um... <laughs> So the, the the big thing this this past week is that BlizzCon tickets went on sale. Did you get yours? BlizzCon? No, I did not. Unfortunately, when when the first batch uh, came out, I was unfortunately very uh, I was tied up with work. I had some important stuff to do. Unfortunately, so no. But um, but we may have some may have some good news. Uh, I may have scored tickets just like last year. The same the same buddy in my guild um, put up a post in our guild forum saying that they got tickets again. So okay. I let him know that we'll be interested. So the chances of us going to BlizzCon have just increased. Uh, how about yeah. you? You didn't have any chance. You didn't have any luck with well, the. Uh- the first time I was just completely out. I mean, there was just no way I was getting them. Second time I was really close because um, there was a guildie who was about a couple hundred ahead of me, and he got in and I didn't. So he he got tickets and and he whispered just as the tickets went. Uh, um, out of uh, out of stock, he whispered me and he says, uh, "Do you want one? I can get one for you." I said, "Okay." So I am going to BlizzCon. Excellent. Yeah, so I'm very happy about that. And so, uh, what do you think is going to be the uh, the big thing this year? Because I think it's a little too soon for a new expansion announcement, and maybe not. But no, I wouldn't think so. I, w- I would think at the very least we would get uh, some idea. Hopefully we're going to get a little more information about you know t- Project Titan, whatever the heck that is. Yeah. Um, but I'm not holding my breath for that. I'm, I, and I have no problems not holding my breath for that. But um, I'm not expecting too much from that either. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely excited for it coming, but you know, I'd rather have you know Blizzard do their due diligence and their you know right way of well, whatever their long way or right way of doing things, so that you know when they release stuff, it's a quality product. So yeah, uh, I'm hoping that we'll hear something, but I would say at the very least, 
we should be hearing about the next expansion. I mean, how far are we, you know, or what, by what, six months almost? Uh, five months, right? When did Yeah, something come like out? that. But I mean, we've got 4.2 of Firelands coming out. We still don't even know what kind of raid we're going to be dealing with with Deathwing. So I think that we're going to at least get a 4.3, maybe a 4.4. Uh, I mean, there hasn't even been any talk about 4.3, but... You know, we'll we'll just have to see what happens. Um, keep your eye on like MMO champion, and because what I think is you've got you've got World of Warcraft out, uh, Starcraft Two is out. People are still playing Starcraft One, not many. And then you're gonna have Diablo come out. Then you're going to have this this Titan come out, and you've got 11.6 million players on Warcraft. You've got how many on StarCraft? Although StarCraft is not one of those perpetual games like WoW is. It's not an MMO. So, so you've got a different kind of fan base there. But for, for, for Diablo to come, Diablo's going to be huge. So I don't see how Blizzard would want to have WoW, Diablo, StarCraft, and Titan out at the same time. Right. It, well, it would it would make sense that I think Titan would come a little bit after. Um, let's probably say Diablo because StarCraft is already out, and you have the little installments going in there. But you know, games like like you were saying, games like Diablo and StarCraft are not you know they're not MMOs. So yeah, people are going to be playing them for a while, but they're not going to be like playing them religiously for like you know two years or even like a year right. or a year and a half or you know even one year. Um, you know, even if there is co-op play or what have you. So it's kind of a thing that's just going to, you know, wane, and then you'll have your hardcore people that'll be playing, you know, playing it quite a bit. So, yeah, I would say the spacing of a, uh, of around a year, a year and a half would probably be ideal, because you're right, you don't want to release something that's going to be, you know, that awesome, and then suddenly you have a choice that says, oh, what do I want to play tonight? Do I want to play Titan? You know, sink some time to that, yeah. or do I want to go back to Diablo and, you know, finish up this? Or, or, you know. or like what always happens, it's not so much always what you want to play, what are your friends playing? What do your friends mm-hmm. want to do? And that sometimes is what it comes down to, is that if something is so amazingly popular that all your friends are playing it, then that's what people are going to want to want to do. And so we're just going to have to see what happens. Uh, at this point, I think it's just... <laughs> it's way too early to tell. We have no idea what's, what's going on. We have no idea what's going to happen to BlizzCon just yet. So... We're just gonna have to keep our eye on it. But all I want to say is I'm I'm looking forward to seeing everybody again. And uh, Stompalina's already she's she's already got this whole big thing going for uh, for BlizzCon. So uh, looking forward to seeing everybody there. Yeah, definitely. Me too. Yeah. All right. So so that'll be interesting. We'll we'll let everybody know what's going on with that. Um, so four point two is up on the PTR public test realm. Mm-hmm, definitely. And have you moved your character over? So, uh, no, I haven't had a chance to move any of my tunes over yet. I'm still, um, I'm still, um, working on the warrior a bit and trying to get some, uh, better tanking gear for him. He is, um, he's like one eye level point away from being able to do ZA and ZG. Mm-hmm. And I just went through and I leveled up his blacksmithing, so I just crafted a whole bunch of stuff. Actually, I still have the chest piece to craft, so I need to give myself, like, six true gold, which are, you know, freaking very, very expensive. Mm But one of my buddies has, um, one of my buddies, this expansion hasn't uh, been able to raid, so he's just been pretty much just doing professions and farming. So I think he literally has like a stack of true gold sitting in his bank. Wow! <laughs> so so I'll see if I can uh, if I can have him sell to me on the cheap so I can get that uh, that that uh, crafted chest piece. 
Uh, it's pretty nice, you know. Out of all the professions so far, you know, blacksmithing is pretty freaking awesome for crafting purples, man. You can yeah. craft, you can craft three purples, three item level fifty nine purples. Plus, if you have a tune that's rating, you can get the boe boots. That's you know four purples right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely applaud Blizzard for this. Yeah, if you if you want to be a tank and or or even a DPS, even like a plate DPS, because there's DPS equivalents uh, as well. Uh, plus healing, I think um, you can craft all three using blacksmithing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I I kind of applaud Blizzard for that. You know, tanks are pretty important. Um, I kind of wish though that there was uh, there was some better you know um, tailoring patterns uh, that can come out there. Um, actually, now that I think about it. I don't think I actually looked that over. Have you looked that over? No, I, I, I went. Sh- I went straight to rating. So I, I went straight to rating it. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what gear is so that? I, you know, and I'm you know, I'm not a gear. I'm whore, probably going to get emails and tweets about this. I don't know, no, 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 no. Yes, there's three of them in there as well. So that's right. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, four four two is definitely exciting. Um, I think I mentioned it in the last podcast, and if not, I'll mention it here. Um, you know. My rating team has been having issues lately trying to field, you know, 25 people consistently. In fact, I put up a, I put up a little uh, poll that we'll be uh, getting to when we get to the listener feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been it's been difficult, and and it just could be the time of year, you know, springtime, you know, classes or just whatever. It's springtime. Some people some people have decided to maybe try out rift, and you know, just just some other factors. So it's. It's been interesting trying to, to, to field a rating team. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with Rift. I'm sorry to say. I know there are some friends that, that are listening to this, that, and, and I said early on that you know Rift is good and everything. I just got so bored with it. I'm done. I think it's just like you said before, though. It's like what your friends are playing. So you know, if a bunch <clears> of other people were doing <throat> it, then maybe it would be a lot more fun. But yeah, most of the people in my guild are, have been the same way. They tried it out just because you know, they like MMOs and stuff. And it was like really easy to level. Some of them like the PvP better than like WoW's PvP. Really? But um, mm-hmm. oh yeah, some of them. Well, because it's um, I think it's it's a little more open ended in Rift. You know how you know you go and do those Rift events, and you don't have to worry about organizing a raid. Just everybody goes, and it's you know zone wide, and <laughs> very easy to jump into it. Yes, um, that's true. But at the same time, it takes away from from the freedom of doing what you want. Because there are these there are these mobs that come out of these rifts and they ravage through the entire zone. So you're sitting there picking flowers or you know like whacking on an orc or something. All of a sudden, this group of nine guys basically just like beats the crap out of you, and it takes away from the fun of the game. And I'm not saying that that kind of mechanic should not be in the game. It's just it happens so often, and it's there is not. If, if anybody remembers the problem that I had with Ion, is that people from the other faction can come through a rift and uh, through a portal and beat the crap out of everybody in the lower level zone. It's almost it's almost the exact same thing. That you, if you're by yourself soloing and five, six, seven, eight guys come after you, you're totally screwed. There's nothing you can do, and that's what I don't like about it because I can't play on my own time. I basically have to keep an eye out constantly constantly for for this group of guys that are that are going to come through a rift and ravage through a zone maybe i'll give it another shot i i um i recently went out to dinner it was like a last minute thing with uh if everybody remembers our our buddy molly berry from women of warcraft Mm -hmm. and we had a we had dinner in the city and she was saying that she was playing rift also 
and uh, I don't remember if she is still playing it or not, but um, I have to ask her. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and specifically, the person I'm thinking of was, I guess, kind of getting tired of, I guess, well, maybe just a little bit of frustration in the fact that, that we were having issues fielding a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And just, <clears throat> I just like the fact that they didn't have to worry about, oh, make sure I have flasks, make sure you know my gear is right, make sure you know I'm all set and ready to go, be yeah. on time, all that kind of stuff. I guess maybe they're just kind of getting a little tired of all that, and they just like the whole, um, I guess, freedom of just hopping into Rift, doing a little PvP, and oh, look, a Rift pop, and they can go off and you know, and then and go do that yeah. without having to worry about hopping on vent and all that kind of I stuff. I suppose, but. Let me. Can I talk about a little bit what I've been doing in my free time? Sure, that's what we do here. <laughs> that's what it? we do here. Uh, I I started a rogue. So what I did was I, I was talking to uh, Christina Gildy about my character, my mage, who is my main and always will be. But I've gotten to the point where there is really nothing much else to do on that character. Factions are all exalted. I've got all the all the rep up that I want. Uh, Achievements I can still work on, but the but the fact is that other than an offhand and a trinket, I am all epicked out. And so, other than raiding, there's really nothing else to do. And I I wanted to do something different. I've always wanted to do something different. And I've had problems with starting new tunes. Like I've got I've got a healer, my druid, and so I've got a healer and I've got a DPS. Now I thought, okay, I could start a warrior, but I'm I, I, I was iffy about that for a variety of reasons. I could start a shaman, but I already have a DPS, so why would I want to start a shaman? Uh, a hunter, same thing, range DPS. So I came to the idea of starting a rogue because I just wanted to try it out. And the first f- four levels, I was like, I hate this. I hate this. It's very, very This different. is terrible. Well, it's, well, not only that, but... I'm so used to beating the crap out of something before it touches me from 30 yards away. Mm-hmm. And so the mechanic of going up to something from behind, whacking it on the head, yep. <laughs> and, you know, and then beating the crap out of it is different. But I gave it a shot and I remapped some keys so that I can do some of the common stuff with this with this character uh, with my mouse and my keyboard very easily. And I wrote an article on Warcast, and, and this helped a lot. If you're used to a particular class, like with me and the mage, you can map keys that do similar things mm-hmm. to your keyboard. So, for example, I can counterspell on the mage. I can kick on the rogue. So what I do is I just map the same key. I, I map the key, um, uh, the kick key, kick command to the same key as the counterspell command on my mage. So if if I'm in close quarters with a mob and I want to interrupt something, I just hit the same key that I would for counterspell. And so it's it's easier for me to know that that mechanic of uh, of interrupting a spell is right there. And about level 6, maybe level 7, I started to get it. Mm-hmm. The whole mechanic of a rogue and and I was having a lot of fun with it. And I moved out of Teldrassil. I went into uh, Darkshore, uh, formerly known as Aberdeen. And I did all that. And then I started doing instances. And with instances, I was getting about a level per instance, which includes the um, includes the quests that were inside. Mm-hmm. 
and so I would I would go through an instance, ding, go through another instance, ding, 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 ding. And with four heirlooms, I didn't get the back piece though, because I thought twelve hundred gold was a lot for for a five percent. Or the bow? Did you get the bow? No, uh, no, I didn't get the bow. Okay, so you got I, the. I could have the, the two daggers so I got, and the. And I the got the trinkets. two daggers. Yeah, no, I got the two daggers, the headpiece, and the uh, shoulders. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't want to get anything else. Uh, so with that, I was getting forty percent XP bonus, not to mention the rested XP that I would get every day. And and three days played, I was level seventy. Yeah, it just it screams, so, it flies. Yeah. It screams, and and what helped a lot was I made this tune uh, an herbalist and an inscriptionist. Mm. So every time I would pass by a flower, I'd pick it two hundred, pick it two hundred, three hundred, five hundred. 1200, 1600. I mean, I was, you know, as the, my levels went up, I was getting more and more XP from picking flowers. Mm-hmm. If I was a miner, I would probably even level faster. I would bet you that I could have cut that one to 70 down to maybe two and a half, two and three quarters days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to be an inscriptionist because basically because I don't have one. Right. Uh, there, there's another reason why I started a rogue, and I wanted to do this a long time ago. I may not go through with this, but the insane title. Oh, for the lock boxes, yeah. For the lo- for the for the heavy junk boxes, mm-hmm. uh, you you have to pickpocket level fifty mobs in order to get the junk boxes to turn them into Ravenhold. Was it Ravenhold? I think it's Ravenhold. I think it's Ravenhold. Yeah. To turn them in to get to Exalted. On top of that, for the inscription was for creating the Darkmoon cards. Mm-hmm. And I have guildies that that are inscriptionists, but it's just a I, I don't I think it's a pain to ask people all the time. Could you turn this into a card for me? <laughs> so I just figured I would do it myself, and I made a little bit of money in the beginning. I make a lot of money with ink, mm. but sometimes the money from ink doesn't come immediately. Sometimes I have to post stuff. Like I would post five shimmering inks or something on the auction house, and it would sit there for a day or two, and then finally the third day somebody would buy all of them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the main point of this, going back to playing a rogue, I had this weird experience playing a rogue. From the 20s to about the 40s, people would fly through instances. We wouldn't talk. We wouldn't say anything. Everybody just assumed we're all, we're all alts. We all know what we're doing. And we would just go, 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 go through instances, mm-hmm. in and out. I didn't worry so much about DPS. In the mid 40s to about the upper 50s, all of a sudden, all the boneheads seemed to come out of the woodwork. I don't know exactly what happened, but it was around the time when I was doing like the Dire Maul type stuff, Mm. and everybody would just, they would pull the wrong first, like, uh, I think it's Dire Maul North, I don't know what the new name of it is, but you walk in and there's the courtyard where the first boss is. People would go off to the to the right, and they don't have to. There's there's a pack of ogres there. You don't have to kill them. People would do it anyway, and they would work their way around uh, around to the other side instead of going right through, which is much faster. And they would say, "Well, we're doing it for XP or or whatever," and people would get frustrated and then just leave. Maybe it was the mechanic of how Dire Mall itself was laid out, but people just didn't seem to have the patience for doing Dire Mall. And so people would leave very, very fast. Mm. When it came time to doing Strat, I found myself being pulled in midway through, uh, uh, through Live Strat, uh, midway through fights. 
Same thing with Undead Strat. Meaning you, you popped fight. in and the fight was I, happening as yeah. you popped in? Yeah. So so there was that issue as well. Uh, when I got to Outlands and I started doing the Outlands instances, mm-hmm. it, it went back to everybody flying through them again. Hmm. So maybe there's just something about like people just not having the patience for some of these instances. Maybe it's the way they're laid out. I don't know. Maybe I just got unlucky with the groups. Did you have a lot of DKs in uh, when you went to Outlands? No, actually, uh, there weren't. But there's there's one thing. There's one mechanic about being a rogue which I really don't like, and I don't know if there's. I would really like to hear some feedback from people that play rogues about it. Is that when you're in a group? You're doing an instance. The mechanic of a rogue is that, I mean, you can throw, but you want to do your opening move when you're stealth because you get more of a, a, a better attack that way. Mm-hmm. And so, and I forgot the name. It's not Eviscerate. Or is it Eviscerate? I really don't remember. Eviscerate is a, is a closer. You can build up some combo points, and then because Eviscerate's a bleed. No, right? it's the opener. Oh, I can see the symbol. It's it's a it's a blue icon with two cross daggers. I can't remember the name of it. It doesn't matter. The point is that that would be my opener, and then I would do slice and dice. But in order for me to do that opener, I would have to get close to the mob. When you get these warriors that charge right to the mob immediately. They're 10, 15 yards ahead of me. And by the time I get there, the, the, the first mob that they're whacking on is already like half dead because mm. you've got the ranged on them. Then, then there's me. Mm. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm so- and I felt like a moron. Mm. I felt like the way, there's got to be something missing to this whole mechanic of being a rogue and being stealthy and, and, um, and, and getting to the mobs as fast as other people. But I couldn't figure it out. Uh, no, the, it's, because- I don't think I don't think you, I don't think that's um, the, what, what you're describing. Just has to be the mechanics of how things are now. That you know, people have been playing the game for a while and we're just leveling really fast. And like you said, especially with a warrior when he goes charging in, because um, normally what happens is you'd be going at a slower pace, so the rogue would have time to stealth and then move up and then be in a position up there waiting and ready. Right, um, and then you can you know hop on them, backstab them, and all that kind of fun stuff. So no, I think it's just and you know, the, but the thing is, the same will be true for any other melee, with the possible exception of a DPS warrior because he can charge as well. Um, yeah, but, but, but any other melee would be in the same exact predicament because that's just that's just the mechanics oh, of sure. being a melee. You're gonna you're waiting for your tank. Your tank's gonna go ahead and go up and do whatever, charge or throw their shield or or you know what have you. And then you wait, you know, wait a second or two for him to start whacking on it to build up aggro, and then you can start mm-hmm. unloading. So basically, you're hoofing it, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. So I'll have to say, I'd like to hear what people have to say about playing a rogue and, or just a melee DPS in general, uh, where you're essentially behind everybody all the time. Right. Uh, I actually got kicked. This is funny. I got kicked from a group. I got kicked from an undead strat group mm-hmm. for, <clears throat> excuse me, for pulling ahead of the tank. <clears throat> so let me explain what this meant. If anybody knows undead strat, there are these three ziggurats and you have to kill these mini bosses out that are standing outside them. And there are these non elite turds that are inside that are keeping the ziggurat open. You have to kill them all. And I, you could solo them. I mean, they're, they're, 
they're nothing. They've got like 10,000 health or something pathetic like that. So you can basically solo them. The tank got really upset that I was pulling those guys without the rest of the group who's worried I was going to wipe the group. And I, I said to him, I said, I've been running this instance for six years. Nobody is going to get, nobody's going to die because I went in ahead of everybody else and started taking these guys out. He also said, um, he said the, the one thing that he doesn't like is that I'm hitting the mobs before him. What he meant was I was sapping them. What? I was sapping the mobs, and he didn't like that. Uh, he obviously didn't so, understand sap. He, yeah, he didn't Was he wearing cloth heirlooms? <laughs> oh, that was so funny. I, that, that's, yeah, I took a screenshot. Of that. I have to actually post that. I'm going to have to post that without uh, the person's name. But, yeah, the, um, the, the warrior with <laughs> heirloom cloth. Oh, my goodness. But for the most part, I had a good experience leveling up in groups. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say that the experience was bad. And I like playing a rogue. Then then yesterday, I took out my DK farmer. And I'm having a lot of trouble if I get hit by a mob or something. Mm-hmm. Like if I, I do a lot of, I do this circuit through Twilight Highlands all the time. And every now and then I'll get hit by something and I'll die because I'm wearing I'm wearing stuff that is so bad that I would probably die from a level sixty mob. And so I I, I figured I'm farming all this aluminium ore. Maybe I can turn it into something that somebody can make me, so that I won't be so squishy. Oh yeah, with blacksmithing, absolutely. You need tons yes. and tons of aluminium. Right. So with the aluminium and the obsidian stuff, I I had somebody make me an entire red steel set. Oh cool. And I started doing some questing, and that stuff, I, I got some... That stuff sells very well in the auction house, by the way. I made quite a bit of coin doing that. The, okay. And you get you get a lot of points leveling it in blacksmithing. You, the red steel, mm. when you first can make it, gives you like either five um, points or like three points. So yeah. it's, everybody makes it, and it sells very well. So I haven't actually tried tanking anything yet, but I did do some DPSing. Mm-hmm. And I think I did the DPSing before I got the red steel stuff. My DPS was so bad; mm. it was it was very very bad. How do you like uh, DPSing in DK though? I can imagine it's probably also very very different than playing a mage. I I can't really comment too much because I was I was going with my bad gear. I haven't done anything with this DK with my good gear yet, so I I couldn't tell you. Okay. Excuse me. So I've been reading up about threat and because I, w- I was talking to Chrissy about this because she plays a, a pally tank and one thing like I understand what threat is from an academic point of view but when you look at the tool tips on your death knight there isn't anything from a tanking point of view that says this pulls threat or th- that this gives you more threat I'll give you an example the tool tip and I've got my DK up right now. So the tool tip for Death Strike. And it reads, a deadly attack that deals 280 blah, 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 blah. Well, it turns out that, that when you hit something with Death Strike, it actually creates something called a blood shield. And I didn't know that. It doesn't say that in the tool tip. So there are these mechanics of being a Death Knight tank that are not obvious based on the information that the game gives you. Mm. So I went out and I, I found some some 
Death Knight tanking sites that said, well, you know, like, this is what you start with. This is the mechanic as to why you want to do this because it, you know, it does this. It, it, like uh, there's Blood Shield and, and uh, I think there's some other mechanics that are not in the tooltips. Then there's the issues of the runes that you have and the death runes and, and, and how that mechanic ties into everything. So being a Death Knight tank I think is something that is going to take me a little bit of time to really understand right. And so I'm going to have to do a lot of reading and I'll, I'll, I'll sort of report back on the show as to, as to what happens with, with me as a death Knight tank and whether or not I suck. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I think it's, you know, you definitely have to, you, you have to do your homework. I mean, when I first started figuring out how to <clears throat> tank and even DPS on my warrior, it was definitely a big learning curve and there's yeah. a lot to it. There's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of things you need to pay attention to a lot of things you have to time, right. There's different priorities and, for a DK, I mean, I only played DK a little bit just to like see what the you know the intro was like, and I tried to start, try you know tried to figure out how like DPS properly, but yeah, it's it's pretty complicated with the the runes and the different diseases you can do, and then and then hitting them with blood boil and all that kind of stuff. It's it's you know there's a lot to it. It's not just you know just hitting a couple buttons like you know when you're sitting in, as a ranged DPS you know firing away. Yeah, yeah. So. It's it's something interesting and it's different for me. <laughs> Chrissy said, "Oh, I'm very proud of you for starting a a tank because it's outside your comfort zone." I said, "It sure as hell is because <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been a I've been a mage for so long." Right, and I think so. I think you 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 picked a very interesting one to tank because I mean, yeah, DKs are tanks. Um, uh, honestly, I haven't seen many in in all time that we've been raiding. It's pretty much been like warriors and paladins, and I'm not taking anything away from DKs. It's just that, you know, in my experience, I have not seen many um, good DK tanks. Um, let me put mm-hmm. it that way. And it's probably because it is so complicated and it is so different. I mean, you're a tank without a shield. That's just that's just weird. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's that just was very, very, very weird. It didn't dawn on me until I was reading this one website where it says that you have to basically do everything without a shield. And... When you play a character so long, and in, in, in my sense, uh, a mage, when you see the the word shield in red, you sort of get used to that after six years, right? Mm. So I'm looking at I'm looking at the um, the shields for for my death knight, and it didn't dawn on me until later that the word shield was in red, and death knights can't equip a shield. Yeah, so it's it's just very weird, you know, being a, a DK, um they have all the, all these other abilities where they can like heal faster and stuff. Um but it just seems like, you know, Blizzard decided to create okay, we're going to create this uber class, right? We're going to create a death knight. It's got to be cool, right? So you got to be able to do, you know, all kinds of things. So it's not just going to be a DPS. Um uh, we're also going to have to be able to do it to, you know, let them be a tank, but they're a death knight. So, you know, uh, they're not going to have a shield. So, I mean, I, just thinking back to when they first created DKs, think about all of the major, major talent changes that DKs went through. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot over a period of what six months to the point where it's like, okay, it's like Blizzard was still trying to figure it out and tweak it. It's like, okay, if you're going to tank, you should be in Frost Presence, but now you got, you know, yeah. now there's a blood spec, so blood spec <laughs> lets you, you know, heal more. So that would make sense. Okay, you're going to you're going to do it that way, but Frost, you know, might generate more threat, or you have a snare, or you have a ranged attack, or something like that, and it's it's like they're just trying to kludge it. So, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it just seems like maybe they bit off more than they can chew. Maybe that's why we're not going to see any more hero classes. I mean, there's always talk of having, um, you know, a caster hero class, you know, like a battle mage or something like that. Mm. But, um, I don't know, I guess it's, let's, I'm, I'll just go back and say that you picked a very challenging class to try to figure out how to tank. I thought, uh, I thought my warrior was pretty complicated, but after a while you kind of figured it out. But maybe it'll be the same with DK with you. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, there's one point that I do want to go back on, and that is what to do about a bad group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and the, the one rule that I had in doing some of these groups is that you can take the 30-minute the penalty and deal with it. I mean, do you want to deal with this bad group for the next, like, 30 minutes, or do you just want to cut your losses and go out and, and do some quests <laughs> right. Well, that that yeah. works fine when you're leveling. It makes absolute sense. It's like, yeah. you know, hey, instead of dealing with these jackasses for, you know, the next 15 minutes and getting nothing accomplished, I'll just go ahead and leave and I'll just go ahead. I have a whole bunch of quests to do. But when it comes time to do heroics, it's a whole other story, right? Yeah, when you're doing ZGZA and you get a bad group. Right, now you got to wait 30 minutes before you can do another one. Yeah. So And, and I've done that. And sometimes you just... Uh... Every now and then you just get some some person who just thinks they know what they're doing and they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, case in point was this mage that we had once who was just really bad. And, and that's another weird thing is that sometimes the game will actually put me in a group with another mage. Mm-hmm. I thought that they weren't supposed to do that. Mean, when you're playing your rogue? When you're doing or? a random. No, no, no. When you're doing a random, like if I do ZGZA. Oh, I see. Right, it's not supposed to pair up the same, uh, two of the same classes. Well, maybe there's just a whole bunch of mages Some, queuing at that time. Yeah, yeah, nah, maybe. So I would just say cut your losses if you have to. Mm-hmm. Take the thirty, take the thirty-minute penalty, and don't feed the trolls. <laughs> That's about the best way I can do it. You, and there's another thing. There's a mechanic that uh, I was told that works is that you can put somebody from either your server or a different server on ignore and you won't you won't random group with that person again. I heard that too, but I have yet to figure out how to put someone on a different server on ignore. Right, click their name and you click 